Hello, I'm Phil Farrow, Chief Meteorologist at WSBN-TV in South Florida, and this is Weather or Not. This week, Florida's east coast will feel the impacts of a tropical system. Of course, you can get the latest on the track, intensity, and impacts live on air on our social pages and, of course, with the Phil Factor blog. But aside from prepping for a landfalling storm, you need to know how to be ready for the cleanup afterwards and how to do it safely. That's coming up next on Weather or Not. When the tropics heat up, you can stay cool. Because the chief works right here. 7's chief meteorologist, Phil Farrow. He's been doing this for nearly 30 years. As soon as we get information, we bring it to you instantly. Wilma, Katrina, Irma, he guided us safely through them all. That guy never sleeps, but that's so you can sleep easier. Many of you will be doing cleanup work after the passage of Nicole, but you need to pay attention to a few things in order to stay not only safe, but healthy. Meteorologist Brent Cameron has the story. Hi everyone, meteorologist Brent Cameron here. Whether it's from a hurricane or relentless rain or even tidal flooding, too much water spells trouble. And if that water gets into your home, your problems multiply. Joining us today is Gaurav Malik with the Lasco team. Welcome, Gaurav. Hey Brent, good to be here, thank you. Can you give us an idea of what you do and uh, what LASCO is all about? So LASCO uh, is a company with a very rich history. We've been around for over 100 years uh, and we're based outside of Philadelphia. And our mission is to provide consumers with a healthier and more comfortable home environment. And so we offer products such as fans and heaters uh, and, and products for maintaining air quality within the home as well. And then we also have a uh, products which are more geared towards the commercial phase. Uh, and I lead the commercial business for LASCO. And we provide products for water damage remediation, uh, which is something we'll be talking about uh, today. Very good. Well, the process of drying out your home or possessions, it might seem pretty straightforward, Gaurav. But when you look a little bit deeper, there's a lot to consider, right? There's a lot going into to doing it, at least doing it the right way. Is that correct? That is correct. It's, uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, very critical process. And, and the most important thing is, is making sure you are safe, your loved ones are safe. Uh, and it's also important to move quickly uh, and, and for multiple different reasons, right? Because black mold can become a, a big problem. And so as you think about you know, key steps. The first step would be making sure that, uh, you know, you don't get electrocuted because uh, there could be water in your home. Uh, and, and so turning off the power supply if that is necessary. And then secondly, making sure you can get the water out. And you can do this through a variety of different ways, through, you know, using specialized equipment such as red wax or pumps, uh, or you can do it using mops and buckets, but it's important to get the water out and bringing the humidity level down below 60%, which happens typically after flood is the, the moisture level starts to creep up and that creates or leads to, to black mold, uh, which is certainly something you do not want in your home. So maintaining humidity between 30 to 50% is ideal. You know, after that, make sure you're able to dry the walls and floors as well using fans and, and commercial equipment to do that. You need to manage indoor air quality inside your home as well. Now, going along with that theme and having listened to that uh, pretty carefully, though, would one of the first things to do, you talk about the circulating of the air and so on. Do we open up the windows right away or do we circulate the air with the windows shut? 
Yeah, I think it's important to open up the windows. Uh, and you can actually use a specialized box fan and put it in the, in, in the windows as well. I think what that will do is draw the humid air from inside your home and, and rent it outside. And that will help bring the humidity and the moisture level down inside your home. So certainly open up the windows and get that moisture out of the home. Now, Gaurav, how important would documentation be? Prior to doing any of these steps, we might have uh, a pending, say, insurance claim or something. Can you give us a little idea about what we would need to do to document the water damage? Certainly. It's, it's a very important part of the process. And I think, you know, it's great that we have camera phones nowadays where it's very easy to take uh, pictures and videos. So certainly do as much of that as possible before you begin the work. Uh, I think if you're working with a professional, they will do a lot of that for you. But even before they come in, you may have the need to take lots of pictures and videos. And this will help with the insurance process, whether you're dealing with it through a contractor or you're working directly with your insurance companies. And what you could also do is speak to your insurance provider and get some guidance from them as to what they may require to make the claims process go quicker. And that's part of the potential problem, right? If the insurance is holding us up, the water, that's not going anywhere. So we need to act on it quickly, right? We, we certainly do. And, you know, given the, the damage we've seen recently, there may certainly be a possibility that you may not have professionals be you know, able to come out to your home immediately. And so that may take a little bit. So you want to prevent further damage from happening. And what you can do, again, is focus on making sure you get the water out as much as possible and certainly prevent water from re-entering the building as well, right? So if there's a roof that's been damaged, for example, try and see if you can get a tarp at a, at a local hardware store, you know, maybe cover it up with plywood and some tar paper to patch it up. So certainly do everything you can to prevent additional damage from happening while the insurance provider and, and your contractors are, are able to get to you. Gaurav, how do are we going to know that it's safe to actually be working in the house and taking some of these steps that you mentioned. Is there some kind of a process in which we're gonna know that it's safe? That, that's a really good question, Brent. And if you're really unsure about the, the mold mitigation process or how much mold infestation your home may have, it's, it's important you work with professionals, right? And so they are the best people with, with the right knowledge and the training, but also the tools and the equipment to, to get rid of this and give you a sense of whether or not, you know, this may be a safe environment for you. If, if you don't have access to professionals right away, make an assumption that it may not be a you know, safe environment for you and your family and, and try and stay away if you can. Uh, but certainly, you know, black mold tends to grow 48 hours after water damage has occurred. So there is a good chance that uh, you may have black mold in your home if you've, uh, you know, had water sitting in your home uh, for, for some time, period of time. Gaurav, when we're cleaning up, I imagine it's probably important to have masks on during the process. It, it certainly is. So, like I said, it's, it's important to go back to safety. Safety is always first. Making sure that, you know, the, the power lines to your, your property are turned off if there's a risk of electrocution. And just like you mentioned, protective equipment is important. If there's mold and something you're being exposed to, which is certainly a possibility, and you should assume that it's out there, it'll be airborne. And so you want to protect yourself wearing good, uh, you know, uh, PPE equipment such that you're not breathing in those toxins. And, and if you have you know, health problems associated with mold, such as allergy, asthma, respiratory diseases, this could only make it worse. So certainly wear a mask and protect yourself. 
What about items? Maybe we want to keep some of those possessions, but they may or may not have been exposed so much that they're not good to keep. How do we decide what's okay to actually hold on to? So unfortunately, things like carpets that may be damaged and, and furniture, some of it you may just have to you know get disposed of. Uh, but there's others there. You know you can actually work with a professional and understand if there's you know something of sentimental value. If there's something that can be restored, you'll have to work with a professional to see what the, uh, the damage is. But there is a chance that you know there might be things like carpets and, and furniture that you may have to dispose of. Of course, not that long ago was Hurricane Ian, which hit the uh, southwest coast of Florida. And imagine a lot of those folks experiencing the, the water intrusion and the damage there. What products can you recommend that uh, those people continue to use or maybe that they uh, actually started with? So going back to our checklist again, you know, once you've got the water outside your house, you can start to reduce the moisture level, right? It's important to keep it below 60%, ideally between 30 to 50%. And we offer large dehumidifiers to be able to do that. There's uh, the B-Air Vantage 1500, which is available at Home Depot. There's the Blue Dry BD76 that's available at Amazon. The second group of equipment that I talk about is air movers, right? These are big blower fans and they're best for floors and, and drying out areas under furniture and appliances. And we offer the uh, the B-Air VP25, which is a quarter horsepower air mover at Home Depot. It is a great workhorse. A lot of professionals use it. So it's certainly something you want to have. In addition to that, you also have you know fans which can help you dry out your walls and, and other structures. You want to use large oscillating fans. We have a you know pedestal fan such as the S18902 at Walmart that's available. Uh, and as you're using these fans, also keep in mind that there may be damage behind the drywall is also that you may want to dry out. So certainly use a combination of air movers and oscillating fans to dry this out completely. So finally, also use air scrubbers in conjunction with the products that I talked about. Air scrubbers are commercial grade air purifiers. And what they do is help to take the toxic airborne viruses in your home and, and get them out. So it's certainly important to use those as well. And you can do, use those or large air purifiers to keep the air clean. And this is important as you're, you know, doing some damage remediation in your home. And then going forward, uh, as you look to maintain the indoor air quality of your home, these are products that you can use as well. And we have the, uh, the B-Air RA650, which is available at Home Depot. And we also have Germ Guardian uh, air purifiers, such as the AC5900, uh, which is available on Amazon. All right, thanks, Gaurav. Are there things we can do though to prepare for a future flood maker? Yes, we certainly can, Brent. Uh, you know, to, to make sure you have a first aid kit ready and uh, you know all this equipment ready to go. So if you need to evacuate your your home, certainly do that so your you know you and your loved ones are safe. But outside of that, you know, there's a lot of actions that communities can take as well to minimize uh, damages to to property or life. Uh, you know, the next time something like this happens. Uh, a good drainage system, for example, will offset the effects of flash floods resulting in a safer area. Vegetation is important as well. You know, if you have trees and vegetation uh, which are in, you know, placed in strategic areas, you can break the force of moving flood water. So that can help as well. Um, there's also basins. So in areas where there's severe flooding, uh, 
Uh, basins should be installed near waterways as a temporary receptacle for flood water, and flash flood causes and effects can be mitigated by a detention basin. So when flooding occurs, the flood water is now getting drained into the basin, first, you know, giving people ample time to evacuate. And then lastly, also, I'd say, you know, education around this subject is important as well, right? Because uh, a lot of times you'll see these waterways which have been designed for a specific purpose are, are clogged with litter, uh, which will then result in, you know, fl flooding during rainfall. And so just educating people about proper waste disposal, uh, putting the proper containers for litter, uh, you know, it can help for a cleaner environment, of course, but also help the drainage system. Lasco, by the way, just had a recent donation, I'm told, helping the survivors of Hurricane Ian, correct? That is correct. We were uh, very happy to partner with an organization called All Hands and Hearts. This is a fantastic organization, and uh, you know they've worked to address the immediate and long-term needs of global communities impacted by disasters. Uh, and so they're in Southwest Florida, uh, and they've actually committed to being there for a minimum of 12 months uh, to conduct all the damage remediation work uh, that will go on, and uh, you know complete. They'll be taking on complete home rebuild projects. Uh, and, and really helping the, the victims of Hurricane Ian here. And LASCO was very happy to partner with them. We actually, you know, donated a truckload of hurricane re relief supplies last week in Florida. And what uh, All Hands and Hearts is going to do is slowly, uh, you know, over the, the next few weeks and months, work with, you know, communities and, and use these products to help them with the water damage restoration and uh, re remediating their homes. So we're very happy to be able to do that. Well, we thank you very much for joining us today, Gaurav Malik from the LASCO team with all kinds of important information that we need to consider living, especially in a flood prone area and an area which often has tropical systems. Thanks, Gaurav. Thanks, take care. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, please send us an email at wxpodcast at wsvn.com. Our next issue drops November 15th. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is produced by the Seven Weather Team. Original music by Chris Crane, with technical support by Stephen Sejas. Thank you for listening to Weather or Not.